Welcome to the St. Michael Easter podcast series. My name is Tim Smith, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Easter is big love. God's holy work is fulfilled in the resurrection of Christ, the defeat of death itself. We have received the gift of new life, and we can use that gift to spread God's big love to those near and far. Joining Christians everywhere during this Easter season, we proclaim with joy, Alleluia, the Lord is risen indeed. Come, let us adore him, Alleluia. A reading from Daniel, chapter 2, verses 17 to 30. Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Daniel praised the God of heaven. Then Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to execute the wise men of Babylon, and said to him, Do not execute the wise men of Babylon. Take me to the king, and I will interpret his dream for him. Arioch took Daniel to the king at once and said, I have found a man among the exiles from Judah who can tell the king what this dream means. The king asked Daniel, also called Belteshazzar, Are you able to tell me what I saw in my dream and interpret it? Daniel replied, No wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain the king the mystery that he is asked about. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. He has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in days to come. Here ends the reading. The ancient Babylons believed that dreams were messages from God. Thus, understanding a dream correctly was crucial for their future. In our scripture today, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has had a strange dream that unsettled him and was desperate to discover its meaning. But he was also concerned that his wisest advisors would tell him only what they thought he wanted to hear. Thus, he demanded an impossible task of them, tell him not only the dream that he had dreamt, but also its meaning. Their response was that no one could fulfill the king's request. In a violent rage, the king commanded that all of his wise men, including Daniel and his three friends, be executed. Nebuchadnezzar sent the captain of the king's guard to execute all of the wise men of Babylon. When Daniel got a knock on the door, he understandably asked about the king's order. With faith and trust in God to answer their prayer, Daniel led a fervent prayer meeting with his three friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. They asked God to reveal the king's dream to him and to spare them from the king's cruel and unusual punishment. Daniel knew the king's request was impossible, but he also knew to whom he should turn when faced with an impossible situation. Prayer acknowledges that we do not have the answers, but there is one who does. When God did reveal the king's dream to Daniel, Daniel praised and thanked God before he went to see King Nebuchadnezzar. The example of Daniel reveals to us that when we are faced with the impossible, we too need to have absolute faith and dependence in an omniscient and omnipotent God. When things aren't going well in life, do we place our confidence in God knowing that regardless of the outcome, God is still God? When we pray, do we pray knowing that God hears us, 
loves us and has the power to help us. Daniel's example reminds us that there is a great power in prayer. He also teaches us that when we are in crisis, we must still be mindful of the needs of others. He doesn't just ask for he and his friends to receive a stay of execution, but for all of the wise men of Babylon. There's a story of another man who had a death sentence hanging over him. Billy Moore grew up in a tough city in Ohio to an impoverished family. He got involved with crime when he was young, smoking dope, getting drunk, and breaking into taverns. Then he joined the army, got married, but his wife left him and took his child with her. He was broke and desperate. One night he heard about a guy who lived close by and kept all of his money in his bedroom. Billy got his gun, loaded it, and drove it to the man's house. He broke in and started ransacking the house, and in the process, he killed the elderly gentleman. Billy walked away with just $5,600 and fled to his trailer in rural Georgia. It didn't take long for the police to track him down. He was arrested and charged with capital murder, which in Georgia includes the death penalty. Billy's mom knew a Christian couple who lived not far from the jail, and she asked them to go visit him. When they did, they told Billy, Jesus is willing to give you a fresh start, a new chance at life. Billy looked at them dumbfounded and said, you gotta be kidding me. Don't you realize my situation here? I murdered an old grandfather. I've been given the death penalty. My life is over. There are no new beginnings for me. But they looked back at Billy Moore and said, no, you don't understand. Jesus Christ loves you so much that he wants to lift the burden of guilt off your shoulders and help you find a way to make your life count. Billy later said, nobody ever told me that Jesus loved me. Nobody ever told me that Jesus died for me. It was a love I could feel. It was a love I wanted. It was a love I needed. It was big love. Billy gave his life to Christ and prayed to God. I don't have much time left, but if you could do something to make my life count, it would be icing on the cake. Billy was baptized in a bathtub on death row and God began to change Billy from the inside out. He went to court and pled guilty. He was sentenced to death. And for the next 16 years, Billy opened his life up to God. He became a model prisoner, so much so that the guards had nicknamed him the Peacemaker. Death Row was an ugly, forsaken, violent, hate-filled place until Billy Moore got there. Billy held Bible studies with the other inmates, and one by one, each prisoner found hope and redemption and new life in Christ as they experienced the big love of God. And death row became a place of hope where people cared for each other. In August of 1990, the Supreme Court set Billy's date of execution. And on August 22nd, he was put in the death watch cell where prisoners spend their last hours of their life. His lawyers would call him and later recall, we'd call to console Billy and he just ended up consoling us. He'd say things like, are you guys okay? Are you coping? I know this is difficult for you. Can I pray for you? It's gonna be okay. Hours before Billy Moore was to be electrocuted, something amazing and unprecedented took place. 
The Georgia Pardon and Parole Board held an emergency meeting about a model prisoner that they had heard about. They considered this repentant man and the life that he was leading, and they said, we're going to show you mercy. They threw out the death penalty against Billy Moore and set the gears in motion to release him from prison. It was the first time in history a confessed killer on death row had been set free. Today, Billy Moore is in church every Sunday, worshiping the God of second chances. Billy says, he changed me in ways that I could never have changed myself. He gave me a reason to live. He helped me to do the right thing for a change. He gave me a heart for other people, and he saved my soul. No matter what you are facing, remember that there is a God who knows you and all of your challenges. He is the God of all mysteries, the greatest of which is the grace that we have received in Jesus Christ. Go to God in prayer and let him lift that burden from you. He is a God of second chances. Second chances so that you in the midst of your difficulty or sorrow or crisis might remember others and seek to share with them the big love and grace you have received. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who in the Paschal Mystery established the new covenant of reconciliation, grant that all who have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body may show forth in their lives what they profess by their faith. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen.